and welcome to I've Never Seen the OC. This is Season 2, Episode 15, The Mall Episode. I went into this episode with a message from Kerry saying that from the name alone, this could be her favourite episode. Yeah, and after watching it, I still think that that may be true. This is one of my favourites. One of, It's not quite as I remembered it, but um, most most of it was. Um, Did you have a weird thing where your Amazon Prime didn't give you a previously on the OC? I can confirm I did not have a recap of yeah. the last episode what of this episode. About? What was Because it had the wee thing saying, like, skip skip recap. And I was, I was like, there's no, there's, this isn't a recap. Don't. I got stuck in, like, a loop of, like, tried to go back to the start, press play, it said skip recap, it took me to the tr- the credits and then s- s- the titles and so on and so forth. And I just, maybe they all I got for, like... Episode. I don't know, like maybe three minutes was like, and then we go, no, 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 I got stuck in like a horrible limbo loop of Phantom Planet. Well, shall I do a last time? Yes, go for it. Well, since there was no recap, I'll keep it light. Um, Lindsay's left. She's away to Chicago with her mum. Obviously, there was no other way that situation was going to pan out. Uh, Rebecca has also left. She's away to an undisclosed area. And then Summer is back. She didn't go to Italy with Zach. She came home and had a big, snuggy, snuggy Spider-Man winch with Seth. And it was great. Let's go. That's us. Okay, so it starts with Seth knocking on the door of the pool house and Mm -hmm. we have Ryan wallowing rather than Seth, which as much as Ryan's moody and broody and, you know, the bad boy in town, he doesn't actually do a lot of wallowing. No, this look didn't suit him. No, but he's definitely doing a big time. He's a Cohen now, boy. And I've written, yeah, Seth lives giving some absolute BS advice now that he's happy again. Yeah. Yeah, he's that guy. Exactly. Um, but yeah, he's all like, what can I do? Also, did you get the inclination that Seth was trying to switch rooms with Ryan? Yeah, well, he did. He, he said like, oh, you you can have my room and I'll live in the pool house. And I thought, why would Ryan ever do that? Because the pool house is a vastly superior space to yeah. a bedroom in the main house. Agreed. Agreed. So... It didn't make any sort of sense. Also, why would that make him feel better? Like, having to move... <laughs> When you already feel sad is the worst. And also sad to switch to a smaller, crapper room. No thanks. I know. Although we have said previously, and I still maintain this, Ryan does not make the most of that space. It's got like a kitchenette and everything in it. Like, I know. And we never see him cooking anything. Not even with a bagel slicer. <laughs> Ryan does not have a bagel slicer. Mm. Um, he shouts at him, doesn't he? Yeah. Like really aggressively. And I don't, Seth, shut up! Yeah, I don't. I find Ryan very confusing because he doesn't. He doesn't have much grey to him, does he? He's very no, like. He's, he's not. A f- he's not got even forty nine shades of grey. No, <laughs> he's yeah. 
really aggressive out of nowhere. Um, but I mean, I get it. If Seth was annoying me, I'd probably do the same. Yeah, I've actually written poor wee Ryan. Um, he's been left again. And I think sometimes like, I'm really guilty of forgetting how awful a childhood Ryan has had. Yeah, me too. Um, and I'm actually thinking, like, at this point in the episode, I was thinking, do you know what? All things considered, Ryan has kind of turned out all right. Yeah. Um, I wrote that as well because I was like, this got really sad really quick. Because I was all mm. like, haha, jokey. Oh, yeah, he's single. Oh, he's oh yeah, no, actually, everyone in his life has left him. And that's really sad. <laughs> like, mm, yeah, got bummer. real sad real quick. Um, and then he puts the grey hoodie back on. Have you noticed oh, this? When he goes full God. chino, he puts the grey chino hoodie back on. But yeah. That's when you know it's serious and Ryan's in serious wallowing mode. Yeah, I just have no... See, when it was like alluding to the fact he was like leaving again, I was like, oh, no, we've Ugh. done this before. No, I, I don't know. Care. If you're going to go, just, just go. go. Like, just leave. Boring, off you um, go. So Kirsten and Sandy in the kitchen, she calls them honey. I feel like we're kind of back on... It's like they're saying the right things, but like body language, in sync vibes are not there. Yeah, they're a little bit off kilter, aren't they? Like yeah. they're, they've not quite found their their stride again. He's still maintaining that nothing happened. I mean, he kissed her, so something did happen. But sure, whatever, whatever, Sandy, whatever lets you sleep at night. Yeah, but also let's not forget that Kirsten didn't tell Sandy that Jimmy kissed her. Ugh, so I mean, so now they're know. even. Like, just get on with it, guys. Mm. Um, but she um, can't find, can't find in little bunny ears, can't find her wedding ring. Um, yeah, she's taken it off. Yikes. <laughs> Uh, but she thinks she's lost it down the sink or it might be down the sink so Sandy will phone a plumber apparently Um, I I have actually quite a lot to say about this whole ring situ but we can touch on this later on okay Uh, let's go to Summer and her leaning tower of Pisa postcard Mm -hmm. that's really all there is there's a postcard that's all we kind of know just now um, and then but, she starts this whole like we're like the marines thing like we'd leave no man behind and blah 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 so I got really confused with this because I kind of forgot about this location they go to that weird little diner that they go to sometimes and I mm-hmm. just completely mind blanked it and I was like where are they what is going on what is what, what, what is happening what but they're in that weird little diner and they're having like a we're super happy and we fixed our relationship so now everyone else needs to be happy too no yeah not about that. Yeah, your negative energy does not suit my newfound happiness, so you all have to change. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of kissing. A lot of kissing going on. They yeah, are there that. is a lot of kissing. They're that couple. And then they decide that, well, she says she's going to the mall, and why doesn't he invite Ryan? I mean, Ryan going to the mall seems like one of the most unbelievable storylines we've had so far. Um and then, anyway, Seth finishes the scene with a lovely, um, awful joke. By happy, do you mean gay? F off, Seth. F off. Like, see when people, like, see when you see, like, when kids use that, like, when they're like, oh, that's so gay. And, like, you're in the class and you say to them, oh, sorry, what did you say? And they go, oh, I meant happy. It means happy. I'm like. Mm, that is not the implement. I have got no. no words for how much I, like cannot be bothered with your crap right now <laughs> um, but this is also where we get our first hint little glimmer of hint that maybe Ryan and Marissa should get back together oh yeah someone says that right mm-hmm. well that's that's maybe, the first I mean, of 200 million times that they mention it in this episode so just take note that's the first time it happens 
Yeah, I mean, I know that some people aren't going to like this, but I always just think, like, what, what about if they just don't get back together because they were rubbish as a couple in the first place? Yeah. So maybe we don't need to go down this road again, but it feels yeah. like we are going to go down this road again. Uh, the, um, the subtle foreshadowing has been set, so I imagine that is the roller coaster. Maybe you should get on. back together in that, like, um, SpongeBob SquarePants meme, like capital, lowercase, capital, lowercase, oh, capital, yeah. lowercase. Yeah. Maybe you should get back together. Um, Marissa's dyed all of her and Alex's clothes pink. Have you ever done that in your life? Probably when I was younger and kind of in Marissa's situation where, you know, when you move out for the first time and you've never really had to do your own laundry and you go to uni and you're like, ah, I'm sure this whole separating your whites and colours thing is just a myth. And then you're like, oh, it's not. Mm, no, maybe I'm just not an idiot and I've always separated my whites and colours. <laughs> I don't think I've done anything pink. I think I've done... That off grey. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah, and I've had a few bad experiences with things that are multicoloured. So like something that is like maybe a maybe a white stripe and another colour and you get a bit of like bleeding um, and stuff. Stripes are hard, man. Um, yeah, stripes are hard. But yeah, I've definitely done something like this, I'm sure. I feel Alex is definitely in my energy though, where she's like, anyone who's ever done their own washing before has never done this before. Yeah, Basically implying you're this. a princess, sort your life out. Yeah. Um, and then I love the fact that Marissa's response is, we'll just get new stuff. And I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. you're not helping and yourself here, like, hun. With what money? Like the tensions are obviously starting to form, and like she, Alex has got a tone here that that is just like she is over it. She is absolutely sick of it. Yeah, um, especially see when she's like Marissa's like, "Oh, do you want to hang out?" And Alex is like, "No, because I need to go to work." Like yeah. we've all had that tone. Yeah, and then she's like, and then she also. Um, says about the rent being due if a big guy with a NASCAR tattoo turns up don't answer the door because he's our landlord and we've not paid rent Yeah. Um, and that sort of cheery cheery passive aggressive oh yeah you're actually an idiot that's great that's really good yeah yeah trouble in paradise yeah definitely and again more foreshadowing um, Marissa's like oh let's uh let's make plans later and we can go for like take out take out and we'll hang out and it'll be fine and it's like mm, that's not gonna happen is it yeah I don't also don't want to eat takeaway food on the beach unless it's like a wee poker chips but no mm, yeah that's true I don't want to eat anything that's very wet on the beach like anything saucy mm. Anything you have to put sand, down, isn't it? Anything yeah. you have to put down. Like, if I can hold it in a hand the entire time, fine. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That is 100% correct. Caleb comes in. He is taking this Caleb's whole sad. Lindsay thing way harder than A, he believably would, because he's Caleb Nickel, and B, he believably would because he has known about her for about five minutes. I really miss her. You spoke to her about five times. Yeah, but it's because, you know, maybe he's a good guy. No, Coming back to my way of thinking, guy. Caleb Nichols has had a life-threatening experience. Now he's no, a good not guy. not true, not true. Anyway, he finds Sandy under the sink doing plumbing. They make a joke about, oh, I'm glad you finally found your calling. I didn't get this. I didn't okay. get this. I didn't That's get this. That's good because... Maybe it's an American okay. joke. <laughs> what, the plumbers are... 
I don't know. I just didn't get what they were saying. It was very, plumbers here. I don't know about in America, but plumbers in the UK make an absolute fortune. Like if you want to be rich, plumbers and electricians, yeah, be man. a tradie. Like become a plumber. You will rake it in. Yeah, and be happy to do like emergency work. So if you have to p- call a plumber at three a.m., they are getting dollar. exactly. You are not going on holiday because of that. Call exactly, <laughs> and he is going on an extra holiday to Bulgaria in the summertime. Um, I don't know why I said Bulgaria. Julie cannot edit the magazine. I am glad that somebody is finally telling Julie Cooper a little bit of truth about the print media. She can't edit her own magazine. She's like, why can I not? Kirsten's like, eh, because you've never bloody edited a magazine in your life. And Julie's like, well, that doesn't seem like a problem. And I was like, oh, gals. This is definitely a real... I sympathise with this a lot because in my line of work, a lot of the time people are like, oh, we can just get like the intern to do yeah. it. Or like, oh, social media, like we can totally, like I have Facebook, I can do it. I no, feel like no. we both work in industries where this happens a lot. Me, because everybody's been to school, they think they're an expert on school. And you, because everybody consumes media, they think they're an expert on media. And there's yeah, not, and 100%. me being a, a media teacher, it does my head in, really does my head in when people are like, oh, well, I've got a Cineworld card, so I could probably teach film. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. I love film. I could definitely teach I, no, it. No, I'm like, yeah, thing. I've watched like a Brian Cox documentary, but doesn't mean I can teach physics. Like, what? No, like, yeah. absolutely not. Um, I have been to university for this. Don't come at me. Don't at me. Don't do it. And at least uh, at least you've had like lockdown, like all those like parents trying to teach from home and like engage with that, that now you're getting the kudos that you deserve to be like, actually teaching and looking after children is really effing hard. So at least you've had a moment to be like, yeah, teachers are boss. Um, I would like to redact, um, on Heather's behalf, redact the statement looking after children because that is not what teachers are for and it is absolutely not the purpose of them. And if you have childcare issues because school is off, um, I think you need to think really carefully about what the purpose of education actually is because it's not a babysitting service, just FYI. <laughs> I feel like you absolutely have. This has no been the biggest, Sorry, biggest pain in lockdown is the view that education establishments exist to look after your children, which they do not. Um, babysitters do, childminders do. If you want to pay me the rate that you would pay a childminder, that would be great because it's what, is it? Is it like 20 quid an hour? What's the going rate for a childminder? Oh my God. I used to nanny in London when mm-hmm. I first moved there and I maintain it is still my second highest paying job per mm. day rate. That I've ever had. Well, in my let's life. say it's twenty quid an hour, right? In fact, let's not even say it's twenty quid an hour. Let's say it's a tenner an hour. So I look after your kid for an hour. Period is about an hour. I look after your kid and twenty nine others. And if you are each paying ten pounds each, that means I should get paid three hundred pounds an hour. I do not get paid three hundred pounds an hour. If you want me to look after your children and be a babysitter, you will pay me the babysitter rates, and I will be absolutely loaded. Thanks very much. Cool. Bye. Yeah. Um, moving on. Yeah. Who is, Who this, is guy? this guy? Lance, a blast from the past. Who dis? Who is Who he? Dis? Who is he? It literally, like, I love those moments where, like, I am quite nosy. Mm. I'm trying to not be because I feel it's not a good trait. But as soon as there's a spark of, like, and they have totally flamed the spark because there's literally, as soon as this, like, happened, I was like, 
must know immediately who yeah. this guy is. What is this? What? Don't It's when she like pulled this. the blinds down and she was like peeking through them and then we had that like little peeking sneaky through. music that we get. Like there was a lot of that little sneaky music going on in this episode actually. It was quite good. Uh, so yeah, this dude turns up and he's like, oh, I'm looking for Julie Cooper or is it Julie Nickel now? And then they're like, yeah, she's not available, so bye. Um, and then he's like, tell nice. her Lance called for her. She'll know who yeah. it is. <laughs> Whoa, okay. Um, back to Caleb, who p- apparently thinks about Lindsay all the time and has been crying over peanut butter adverts. Not believable. Moving on. <laughs> Also, why, if he's that worried about Lindsay, why is he not more worried about Haley, who has spe- spent her adolescence cutting about the world, just doing Correct. what she wants? He's never once mentioned Haley, who now apparently lives in Japan. We've never even heard heard about her for years now. Yeah, nobody's mentioned Haley in forever. Yeah, he's not crying over her. Even though we got the whole thing of like, oh, she looks just like mom. Like, that's why he, she's got him wrapped around his little finger, da, da, da. Mm, okay then. Let's head over to Alex and Marissa's house. Marissa's cleaning. Mm, well, just before that, we had this tiny, tiny little scene. Remember where Ryan wasn't in the pool house? Seth found a note, and he left oh, and went yeah, away. Yeah, doesn't, doesn't matter. <laughs> Ryan's way up the road. Sure, again, um, I'm sure he'll come back. There's another two seasons to deal with. Um, yeah, Marissa's tidying up. Kinda. She's, yeah. Do you not think she looked really pretty? Yeah, she did. I mean, I don't feel like that's the kind of clothes that I clean my house in, but whatever. No, but this is the first time in ages I've been like, oh, she looks really pretty here. Mm. Like, her hair looks cute, her skin looks great, she's wearing a cute outfit. Yeah, I'm into it. Mm. Summer appears to invite the Marissa, to invite the Alpha, <laughs> supposedly, to the mall, and she jumps at the chance. She's like, oh, yeah, sounds great. I'll just get my, my purse or my wallet or whatever it is that she, whatever. Anyway, Marissa's in Did for the like mall. Did you like the mention of the skunked beer? Oh, yeah, the skunked beer. Because uh, Summer's like, what is that smell? She's like, that skunked beer. Mm. And I'm like, oh, I'm glad we figured out what that was. Thank we also you. did get a kind of like um, a kind of reference to the fact that she might not be happy there. Like when she's like, oh, it must be great not living in Caleb's mansion anymore. And she's like, huh, yeah, it's, it's good. And she kind of does this yeah. funny little face. Um, anyway, we go to the bus stop. That's where Ryan is. He is going to Chicago to see Lindsay for the weekend without telling anyone. That what have you never learned? Have you not learned anything from the past seven, eight, nine, ten times that you've just run off without telling anyone where you're going? Come on, Ryan. Yeah. Come on. Well, he's left the note, hasn't he? Mm, it's but. not enough though it's not enough and then we get this weird thing of Seth being like actually I think what you need is a distraction like oh let's go to the mall and I thought Ryan would never buy this no but I did find it really interesting when Seth was like you need to give her some time like that's what you've agreed on like you need to give her some time and Ryan says how am I meant to do that and I was like that is that's a valid a valid point to be yeah. fair because if somebody says give me some time literally all I want to do is hang out with them yeah. like it's like a red rag taboo. I'm like, oh, don't talk to me. But all I want to do now is talk to me. If you hadn't said that, I probably would have cared. But now that you've yeah. said that, now that's all I want to yeah. do. Yeah. Well, it's just that whole thing of like, as soon as you say that you can't do it, that's all that anyone wants to do. Uh, right. Can I just ask a question that has nothing to do with the podcast, right? Why does Ali mm-hmm. look like he's DJing in the background of you? <laughs> A, why are you in the same room? B, what is he actually doing? Has he got a stand-up desk? What is going on over here? 
Okay, so behind the behind the veil of the podcast record, normally I sit in our living room in like this lovely little bay window where I can close the door and have some peace and it's nice. But today we are having um someone around to our house to do some do some stuff, which means we can't be in the rest of our house, so we have to be in the same room, like in a confined space so that the person can do what they need to do. So we normally when we work from home share an office this is quite nice so like I'm standing at the windowsill I've got a little standing desk Ali has a little standing desk at the piano back here but I am aware that in FaceTime Zoom situations like this it does look insane because his (laughs) screen it does look like he's DJing like it looks like he's DJing David Guetta style like through (laughs) the little uh, glass bricks that you've got there through the window to the well, if you hear some tip tapping in the background, that's what that is, guys. New location. Hmm. Anyway, um, sorry about that weird detour. Um, so Ryan agrees to go to the the mall, reluctantly, but he agrees, and the plan is set. I really enjoyed the Saving Private Ryan. Lol. Oh, did you? It made me. It actually made me laugh. I was like, <laughs> that's funny. Do you think that they did the whole Marines thing? No one left behind just so they could make that joke. Probably, yeah. Um, Right, they're at the mall. Did you notice this was Amber Heard? No, I didn't. This was Amber Heard who's like, all the clothes for the charity driver over here. No, I didn't notice. So they basically go to a store in the mall and they get put into like a back room where they can take clothes for the fashion show for the battered women's shelter, right? That's why they're there, this again, yeah. And Seth and Summer are being disgustingly cute. Like, she's like, oh, my God, guys. It's like, we got a backstage pass in the mall. And he's like, And oh. he's like, oh, my God, you're so cute. Snug, 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 snug. See, if if you can't think of a couple that are like that, it probably means you're that couple and you need to stop. Mm. Like, public displays of affection are nice and a hand-holdy, maybe a wee peck mm-hmm. situ. But if you are there hanging out with your friends, do not mack on front yeah, of them. stop making it's out. It's gross and it's rude and unnecessary. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it. There's no need. Um, back to Julie Cooper wanting to be on the cover of Newport Living every single month. Um, that was a vibe. <laughs> <laughs> I adore Julie Cooper and the energy that she brings. I mean, it was, yeah, she was, this, I felt like she was, this was a strong Julie episode. But yeah, this uh, actual editor, a real life editor who has done the job before, uh, Carter, Carter, is that what his name was? Carter. Um, He turns up and he's quite handsome. Mm. But like the kind of shtick is that he has edited magazines before, but the magazines that he's edited before are quite artsy and quite grimy and quite real life but real life as in looking at the harsh realities of the world rather than real life as in here's shiny Newport Beach and Julie Mm. Cooper um so yeah there's a bit of a bit of a loggerheads between the the crew of JC Carter and Kirsten trying to negotiate we also find out though that he has been foisted on them it's a mutual foisting like he doesn't want to be they don't want him to be there and he doesn't want to be there also can I just say that I have written down as soon as he came on the screen it's Carter uh oh oh no is he coming back I thought he was one episode from the guy well well um, but yeah, he has very much turned up being like, look, I get this is this is what's happening. The publisher's forcing me on you. 
you don't want to work with me. I don't want to work with you, really. Mm -hmm. So let's just like get a cocktail and hang out and make this as easy. I'll get my paycheck. You do what you want. Bada bing, bada boom. Everyone's happy. And it goes from like, it's weird because it goes from Kirsten really approving of him being on board to her immediately being like, eh. And then Julie being like, oh, yeah, this sounds great. Um, So back to Caleb and Sandy and they're having a wee rum. In the middle of the day, which was was nice, I appreciated that. But I run in that little weird bar, the, bar that we the can't Cohen's quite place bar. who it is. Caleb the Cohen's tiki is bar. really riding this Lindsay thing hard. Like it's it's getting repetitive and annoying, and I wasn't here for it. I understand that the whole thing is that he's meant to be like devastated, so he goes along and does things that he wouldn't normally do because he's out of sorts, and that's how we get to where we get to. I did not understand why Sandy was telling his father-in-law about the whole thing. No, this is insane actually insane yeah hey ali yes see if you were having a liaison with your ex-girlfriend and i found out and i was really sad about it would you tell my dad about it good god no there you have it guys (laughs) the definitive answer Um, yeah, I mean, I, th- I don't think anyone thinks that this is normal or correct. It's insane. <laughs> it's actually insane. But the th- what I just can't get my head around is if you're in a writer's room, there's normally not just one writer, there's normally a couple of writers or, you know, the writer will come with an idea and they bounce ideas across each other. At what point did nobody turn around to Josh and be like, Josh, this is insane and no one is going to believe this? Mm, I feel like maybe there was a lack of married people a lack of people who had been in <laughs> any kind of relationship um oh god it's just insane. it is it is but they they they, pl- they hatch a plot don't they they sort of say hatch a plot i see what you've done there hatch mm-hmm. the little egg um, see what you've done there? they talk about the ring that he got for her when they first were engaged that he won it from an arcade thing that it was a piece of plastic and she walked about with it on her finger for months before he could afford to buy her an actual ring. And then yep. they look at each other with that like, ah. I've got an face. idea. Yeah. Um, you freaking Rika, um, Caleb. You freaking Rika. It was peak you freaking <laughs> Rika. Back to Alex and Marissa's house. How peeved off, I don't know why I'm censoring myself, we swear on this podcast. <laughs> How pissed off would you be if you went out to work, your partner is at home who doesn't work and isn't contributing to the bills in the slightest, and you got home from work and the place was an absolute pigsty? And I had brought, I feel like there's extra to this, and I had brought home dinner for us as agreed, and they weren't there. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot there, a lot going furious. on. Furious. Beyond furious. The voicemail that she leaves for Marissa is so chill. My voicemail would not have sounded I know. like that. She is a very Alex is a very good girl. Like she's a she's a good gal. Um, yeah, she's chill. I have no chill. Um, Either that or she is repressing hard. Yeah, exactly. The no answer. Did you feel like that was an a uh, a nail in the coffin? No, I just feel like. It was definitely another another item on that Bucking Broncos back mm, okay. for Alex to just hold on nice to. I think that final thanks. I think that final item has not been placed yet, but I feel like it's okay. coming. Right, the mall again. Seth and Summer being gross, um, overly <laughs> cutesy PDAs abound. This is our first Ryan and Marissa conversation for 
ages. Like this is the first time they've had a conversation. Oh yeah, the conversation they've seen because only the last time was at the end of the last episode, wasn't it? When she sees him sad and in yeah. the rain, looking out to sea, and she comes over. But it's nice; they have like a little heart to heart, which is basically like, "How are you?" And they're both a bit like, "Ah, oh, we're not great." Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's fine, but I'm not not overtly happy. Surviving, not thriving. Precisely. Live, love, love. Uh, but oh my god, uh, oh my god, they're locked in. Oh my like, goodness, the, the door's I'm so locked. Shocked. Oh my gosh, there's no cell service. You should try pick this lock with this bobby pin, which, by the way, we call Kirby grips in the UK. Um, or if you are me, you call them hair twigs. And if you are my mum, hair twigs. Yeah, hair twigs. That's and cute. if you are my mum, you call them Hoover wreckers. They are Hoover Wreckers, confirmed. Mm. Um, obviously, they can't open the lock with a Kirby grip because that's not a thing. Um, and then Summer does, the, I would say probably what is the worst acting we've seen from Rachel Bilson. Yeah, there's not, this scene does not hold a lot of strong acting. Yeah. See, when all four of them are in the same room, it's a weird yeah. When she's like, what about over there? And she does the most awkward point and then she kind of touches her hair. It's so, I'm like, oh, this is, mm. anyway. Um, obviously, obviously, obviously for the hijinks, they're going to have to go inside the air vents and crawl through. Which actually looks quite fun. But how many people? Have you watched Stranger Things? Yeah, but how many people have you seen fall out of air ducts in film and television? Very true. Um, Also, I would definitely be sending Marissa. I'm like, you're the tallest in the skinny. Yeah, you're like literally built for this job. I would not be sending little chunky muscly Ryan. He's he's too he's too weighty to be crawling in an air duct. Um, and they make this, they're in the air duct and they make this sort of, well, it's the Goonies meets Die Hard meets Mission Impossible meets National Treasure. Um, very obvious. It's actually just like Stranger Things, guys. Let's update <laughs> the reference. It's just like Stranger Things. Um, <laughs> I wonder how many people who are watching it for the first time now who are young didn't get any of those references. Yeah. I, I imagine you get Die Hard. Die Hard's pretty famous. And I get because... Um, What's his chops talks about it in Brooklyn Brooklyn Nine Nine a lot, so maybe. But like Goonies, I don't think the youth of today would know. What the I are. well, I don't know because I know that I have watched the Goonies or screened the Goonies with. I would probably say nearly every single class I've ever had. Um, it's a classic. It's a go-to classic. classic. And when you bring it out and you say, "Okay, we're going to watch the Goonies today." I would say half of the class are like, oh my God, yes! And then the other half are like, what's this? But they all end up loving it. Do you know I'm getting very excited for? The time is almost upon us. For Home Alone? No, don't don't jump the gun, Kerry. For Hocus Pocus. For Halloween movies, I'm talking Beetlejuice. I'm talking Hocus Pocus. So pumped. Can Can we just put a public safety announcement out there? And you've probably seen the information online that... Uh, 2020 is going to be a full moon Um, so virgins if you could not light the black flame candle this year that would be really good Um, although it wouldn't actually impact us because we're not children so whatever yeah that's true but Sarah Jessica Parker shut up Bette Midler get away with all of the they're all amazing another glorious morning makes me sick makes me sick (laughs) 
I might watch. <laughs> do you know, so I might watch that today. <laughs> I might just. I'm gonna phone my friend Liz and be like, "We need to do like a mutual screening." So I am obsessed other. with Hocus Pocus. I have been when I was a small child, and I'm talking maybe like eleven. My three favorite films in the world were Hocus Pocus, First Wife's Club, and Two Wong Fu. And I don't think I've seen two. I feel like those three things for anyone who really knows me, that makes perfect sense. Like it makes perfect Mm -hmm. sense that I became the person that I am today based on those three films. (laughs) A valid, a valid point. Okay. Um, I've totally lost my place Seth fell out of the duct he's like oh I think I found another way Um, and Ryan goes back to the room because obviously Seth's going to go and unlock it and he overhears the fact that Marissa doesn't feel connected to Alex in fact the only person she's ever felt connected to in that way was Ryan Um, we get a whole do you miss him and she's like every day and he of course overhears all of this yikes awkward awkward and then she sees I that you're I think I'd rather not know. Like, I'm a firm... I, I've already mentioned it. I'm nosy and I enjoy a good goss. But see, if it involves me, I'd rather not know. Mm. I think I'd be too uncomfortable holding that information. Mm. Um. So they are trapped in a department store. It is Summer's ultimate fantasy. And I think as a 16-year-old, I definitely would have been into this. Like, I feel like this would have been a lot of fun. As a 31-year-old, it would also be super fun. If you knew you weren't going to get caught. Like, can you imagine getting... Yeah, if you knew you weren't going to get caught. Imagine getting trapped in John Lewis overnight and you could, like, paint your nails with all the fancy nail polishes and you could use all, like, this. I don't know why they don't do this. Like, use all the skincare stuff. I would literally be washing my face for, like, an hour. Yeah, and then I would be (laughs) cutting about in, like, the most expensive, like... Silk pajamas yeah, well, like a, with like a kimono, a fur coat, and like <laughs> rollerblades, maybe like strutting about <laughs> in like um, like trying on the Louboutins, but like doing two steps and be like, nah, these yeah. are comfy, you know, just like doing all yeah. that. I love and it. eating the macaroons and stuff that they find off of like the fanciest plates. Oh yeah, um, getting that chocolate that you're like you pick it up and you're like, why would anyone ever spend fifteen pounds on a bar of chocolate? I would be demolishing. Yeah, it. totally. Totally, uh, I would try. I would honestly spend all of the time in the cosmetics bit just trying everything. I would be like, "Who wants makeovers? <laughs> like, let's do trying everything as well without um, without the pushy people being like, "Hey, do you want to try this? Hey, you should try that." And yeah, you're like, just go away. I want to try on like a lipstick. Yeah, Let me live. I would go to the stationery bit, get a nice book, and then like a nice pen, and be writing down like my ratings of all the stuff so that I could take it with me. And then next time, I could be like, "Okay, well, I've tried this, so I know that's good." I would also be doing like, w- would you not play like a little version of Drag Race where you'd be like, "Okay, guys, you've got the whole department." store you've got 25 minutes category is and then give people a category and they've got to go and make like find an outfit or like play a really epic game of tack taskmaster yeah exactly play a really epic game of taskmaster you still said it wrong yeah taskmaster (laughs) taskmaster it's very hard to say i'm putting it out there taskmaster um Yeah, I think you could have all the fun of the fair. Yeah, but they kind of don't actually do that. They play a stupid game of hockey, which I was like, "Mm, I don't know. Still would be fun. Do you know where that would be super fun? You know, in Silverburn. Full length of Silverburn. I've never been to Silverburn. (gasps) 
Oh god, that'd be so fun. It's all on one level. So like you know when you go to like Brayhead and like Buchanan Galleries mm-hmm. and stuff, there's loads of stairs. Silverbird's all all on one level. So like you could have you could get some real speed up mm. on some roller skates on that marble floor. Is Silverburn in Livingston? That would be sick. Silverburn is in Pollock on the south side What's of What's in Livingston? What's the one in Livingston called? Glen, MacArthur Glen Outlet. Ah, okay. Another excellent place. That would be fun, but there's some stairs that... Mm. Yeah, it's potential risk, okay? I've risk assessed all the malls in my head real quick, and I'm saying Silverburn okay. is the one if you want to do hot. Um, so they go to the changing rooms to call their respective people that they need to call to tell them where they are. The girls tell lies, and the boy... I was going to say boys, but it's just Seth. Like, you get the girls and they're like, oh, I'm just going to stay at Marissa's tonight. Oh, I'm just going to do this tonight. And then Seth's like, we're stuck in the mall and we're going to stay here. Yeah. Um, I've got your credit card. Thanks. Yeah. Which is an interesting, is that an interesting reflection on the parenting styles of each set of parents that Seth feels like he can tell the truth and it's not going to be a problem? Yeah, I guess Mm. so. Although, like, the interesting thing is, like, Marissa isn't lying to her parents. That's Marissa's true. Marissa's lying to Alex. Yeah, that's true. And Alex, like, I can understand Summer lying to her stepmom and her dad. I cannot understand why Marissa wouldn't mm. tell Alex. I feel like I might be um, Summer's stepmom when she phones and she's like, sorry to wake you at 8pm. <laughs> I'm like, do not <laughs> shame people who want to go to their bed early. Like, don't do that. Um, I really enjoyed this scene. I thought it was really fun and I thought it was just quite reflective of all yeah. of them. It was good. I liked and it. And then um, Summer puts on the mask and she's like, I know what we can do. And she puts on the hockey mask and Ryan cracks the best joke he's ever cracked, which is, you're going to kill us all with a chainsaw. I was like, <laughs> nice. Ryan is funny for one scene in one episode. For one hot exactly. minute. Um the most important thing from this entire mall situ here is where the hell is security? Yeah. So the the kind of reason they get, well, they don't get caught, but the reason that the, the mall cops are onto them is because they knock the hockey ball down the escalator mm-hmm. and the girls run down the escalators and it sets off a trip, like an electronic trip that the security camera goes mm-hmm. off. Now, if they've got a security camera, why isn't that just running the whole time? Yeah insane and then on top of that they go to the cosmetics department and they lift their masks up so they are then going to be on camera with their masks yeah. off i mean I the whole it. thing about the security is utterly ridiculous that that an alarm wouldn't immediately go off as soon as they walked out of that back back room yeah. door like that door would have triggered yeah an alarm. definitely Especially, it's meant to be like Newport. It's meant to be like full of rich folk. Well, like, no. As if somebody hasn't broken into the mall Actually, before. Actually, do you know what? Maybe this isn't unusual at all for Newport because we know that Newport, safety is not anyone's main concern. <laughs> People leave their front doors open to their mansion. They park their cars without like putting the windows up, their Range Rovers. Nobody actually cares in Newport. Um, they just buy new stuff and that's it done. Sure. Um, back to Carter and Julie and Kirsten who are going for cocktails yeah. and we see creepy Lance is hanging out at the bar who is this guy well we don't have to actually ask that question and wait for an answer for very long because Julie is immediately like I'm going to go to the bar and she goes over and we find out that it's her first love um, he says and not she says not love. my first, first love shack. Um, this is the first time I got drunk on Southern Comfort, which I was like, ha, because I used to drink Southern Comfort and I was like, that's hilarious. 
It's such a, a like a teenage drink, Southern Comfort, I feel. I've never really drank Southern Maybe Comfort not. in my life. It's not for me. I want to be Southern Comfort and lemonade now. I was a Glen's vodka kind of gal and then uh, moved on to wine and I've never looked back. Hmm. Um, so he gave her a UTI, um, which she <laughs> mentions. And that line was funny. Yeah. That made made me actually laugh. What's it he said? He's like, she says, last time you gave me something, I had to drink cranberry juice for a week. Yeah. A lot of guys will not know what that means. Yeah. Like a lot of guys that will pass them over. But if you know, you know. You know. Yeah, yeah. And then he gives her a bag of who knows? A something. brown paper bag with something in it. And he says, Tell me how much that's worth to you. And then she's like, mm, okay. And then goes back to the table and she's like, sorry guys, I don't feel very well. Bye. And then leaves. Yeah. Julie's a great actress. Julie, yeah, Melinda Clark is a great actress. I'm here for her. She is probably my favourite in the whole series. Apart from yeah. apart from Peter Gallagher. Mm. Don't make that face. Anyway, let's go back to Summer and Seth at the tent. He sees the postcard He's, again. Ugh, right, this is... BS. We have had this exact same storyline in last season, mm-hmm. and I hate it. I hate it when people repeat storylines like this. Like it's just so lazy. Like think of something else. Think of something else they could argue about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's seen the postcard. He wants to read it. I don't really understand why she agrees to the stupid log request when he's like, "Oh, go and get another paper mache log so we can make some fake s'mores." And she's like, "Okay." Okay. No, that's so stupid. No. Anyway, he reads it. She catches him reading it. He He tries to read it, yeah. And then she catches him reading it. And then it cuts to my favourite part. Dun, dun, dun. Julie Cooper has a sex tape. She was in a porno. Yes, she was. How did I forget this? I just... I love it. I love it so... It's so believable for her character Mm -hmm. i just i love it the whole thing obsessed yeah the storyline sounds ridiculous though yeah well like she's got amnesia and she can't remember yeah um anyway alex appears and julie julie's weirdly like she's mean to her but she's not full throttle julie cooper mean to her she's like nice mean to her yeah um I did also love it when Alex walked in and she's like, sure, just like some light Saturday night porn. Mm. <laughs> like, can you imagine walking in on your partner's mum watching porn? I would rather not engage in this conversation at <laughs> just, all. I would die. I think I would just literally just close the door and die. Mm. So Julie claims that the novelty is wearing off um, and Marissa will be back in no time. And Alex, does I mean, that is it true. Alex or Julie like, that says Marissa's not happy? It's Alex. Marissa's not happy. Yeah. And then Marissa, no, not Marissa. She's not even in this scene. Julie Cooper is like Marissa hasn't been happy since like her sixteenth birthday. Yeah. Like that is not a surprise. But this is also like quite sad. Like yeah. this is quite like honest and quite sad. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a it strangely honest conversation for these two people. Mm. And then it's like um, Julie says, "Oh, of our friends, vindictive and I can't remember, but of our friends, vindictive and such and such turned up." And then Alex is like, "No, only heartbreak, overwhelmed and scared." Yeah, that's it. Yeah, but yeah, it's just like really sad, like a moment where these two women can, who clearly care for Marissa, mm-hmm. are like, "Oh, this is this is probably more than she's just rebelling." Yeah, yeah. Hmm. 
I also really enjoyed it when Julie was like, you actually seem like a nice enough girl and I really like your pants. <laughs> I really like your pants, yeah. Um, right, Marissa and Ryan have found a gift basket. Um, we missed the most important line. What? Julie says, Marissa's only been in love once and he looked a whole lot different in a wife beater. Oh yes, of course, of course. And Alex is just like, ugh. Yeah. Um, Marissa and Ryan have found a gift basket. Um, nice haul, lads. Like, they've got some good stuff in there. Now that I am coming to do the episode, I can't remember what any of the stuff was. But at the time, I remember thinking, yeah, that sounds pretty nice. It had, like, there was, like, crackers and brie, wasn't there? Yeah. It was, like, a hamper that you'd mm-hmm. found. And Seth and Summer are fighting over Zach. That's all I've written. Marissa and Ryan have found a gift basket. Nice haul. Seth and Summer are fighting over Zach. Yeah, that's literally okay, it. Okay, let's move and on to... He, okay. Well, what is it she's... um. He says, why are you so mad? And it's like, th- I get, this is where I got really annoyed because it was like, we literally had this conversation with the Oliver letter in season one. She has every right to be mad. You went through her stuff yeah. and read her private mail. Yeah. Whatever. Let's go on to my favourite scene because it's got... <laughs> it's got everything you love in one scene. It's got Sandy Cohen playing a grabble. Now, if you haven't listened to the whole rest of our podcast you will not know about my love for grabos if you have i will not extrapolate any further on my love for grabos but <laughs> seeing sandy playing the grabo i was like oh my god yes 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 i'm yes. trying to even think like could i tell you what episode it was you were talking about grabos in and i can't because it was such a random tangent <laughs> that you went off in but it was definitely in season two earlier in season two kerry had a full monologue on her love for Grabos. I do love the Grabos. To the point where people... Have you and, um, have you and Rachel been to Portobello Not yet? yet, but she messaged me the other day to say that the arcade at Portobello is open and we should schedule a date to go and I... Rendezvous. Can't wait. Yeah, so Sandy's playing the Grabo. He's trying to win the ring for Kirsten. It's one of those ones that is all little eggs and you don't know what's going yeah. to be in them. Um, he would like to win the ring to prove to her that she is the love of his life. And Caleb's like, well, you don't have to win a ring, you just have to tell her. And then, is this the bit where he's like, I'll go get more quarters? Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, this is yeah. so cute. This whole flex nice. is so cute. The fact of what they're trying to do, the fact that they're doing it together and they're actually getting on and that Caleb's yeah, being nice good. and supportive. And Yeah, it was good. I really like this scene a lot. I'd also like to apologise if you can hear lots of stuff happening in the background. It's the, the joys of wor- the work from home life. Um, annoyingly, it's actually Kelly, our cat, which seems to be making most of the noise. But yeah, apologies mm. if I don't sound as crystal clear and quiet as I usually do. But what happens in the mall stays in the mall, right? I wish they would stop saying that. But what happens in the mall stays in the mall, Kerry, right? No, the mall is a public place. Do you know the thing that kills me even more is nothing even happens. Exactly. See, if they exactly. said that like three times and then they had like a cheeky shag in the tent, I would have been like, sure, I can understand why you said it 300 million times. But yeah, it never comes to anything. Mm. Marissa and Ryan have, yeah, this weird conversation and then she has to phone Alex and she tells her more lies. Yeah. Um, And then they have this whole thing about who is going to sleep in the tent. Obviously, the conclusion is that they are both going to sleep in the tent because it's a four-man tent and there's only two of them. Fine, cool, whatever. Then the mall cops find the hockey ball. Mm-hmm. They're on to them. The chase has have you begun. Ever, um, <laughs> have you ever slept in like a larger than one man tent on your own? Yes. 
I once slept in a six-man tent, just the one of me, and I had like three compartments, and I was just like sitting there on my own, like why? It's so weird because <laughs> we were camping and we were camping down in Cheddar near Bristol, mm-hmm. and I was flying down and I could not be fucked, taking like a tent and stuff with me. So I very. Um, my friend very kindly lent me her tent but her tent is designed for like her and her husband and their two-year-old child and all the stuff they need when they go camping and then it was literally just I don't even have a sleeping bag it was like me and a duvet on an earbed in a sleeping tent designed for like six people mm. spacious roomy fun That's... I sit out on my skincare oh my God. <laughs> so laid out all my clothes <laughs> Oh my it God. was so weird. There's nothing quite like the feeling of suffocating in a tent in the morning on a fest in a fest like on a festival day. Oh, it's God, maybe no. like you the Saturday morning, you've been drinking heavily, you're in your like one man tent or your two man tent on your own, you have still got all your clothes on. But also you have put additional clothes on because you've been cold during the night and then you've wrapped yourself up in your sleeping bag and you wake up and you're like, there is actually no oxygen left in this tent. Yeah. And it's like you're sweaty, but like you're sweaty, but the air is like thick because it's so hot. And And then not only are you trying to like open the door, but you're trying to take your layers Mm -hmm. off whilst also not exposing yourself to the outside world, whilst also trying not to be sick because you're hungover. And you can hear everybody getting on it again. And you're like, part of me is always like, I'm not ready. So I don't want to open the tent. As soon as I open this tent, a can is going to get put in my hand. Yeah. And as soon as you open the tent, that invites like conversation. And you're like, no, I just need some freaking air yeah. <laughs> i just need to breathe yeah but everybody does the same thing do they not everybody just changes the end of the tent that they're sleeping at and flops their top half of their body out of the tent yeah <laughs> <laughs> out of the tent into the circle and they're like hi i'm here <laughs> how's it going good morning oh remember festivals and there's they were fun. always somebody though you always have to go with somebody who is the goodest guy who gets up and dressed and they're the person that comes back like they appear five minutes after you've opened the tent door and they're like oh do you want a rolling sausage and you're like yes i do i think i'm that guy but that's only because my caffeine dependency is so palpable oh, okay, okay. that i will get up and like do the breakfast run for no other reason than I can have a coffee while I'm waiting and then get another one to walk back the, with. Um, the line for the rolls is always insane. Like, in yeah. the line for the rolls in the morning at a festival is always longer than the line for the beer the night before. <laughs> like, yeah. there is no it's always like It's always like that little kind of cute-looking coffee breakfast place that you're like, oh, we'll go there, that looks cute. And then you're literally there for an hour and a half being like, I just wanted a flat white. Yeah. Sorry, that's my boiler now going, this is going to sound awful for the last 10 minutes. Oh, well. Let's let's go on then. Onward. Seth and Summer prepare the bed. Uh Uh-oh, the cops are here. They have to go into stealth mode. Yeah, that's literally it. They try and do that little hand gesture thing and it doesn't work because they've not figured out their sign sign language yet, which I guess is kind of thing. Like, it takes a while to get in that. That vibe. And then Ryan... Although Ali and I have been going out for 10 years and we still don't have our own sign language, Mm. so, you know, whatever. Mm. Ryan and Marissa are in the tent reminiscing, which is always dangerous. We've seen that this is dangerous. We've seen Seth and Summer do it and it was dangerous. Now Ryan and Marissa are reminiscing. And then, like, Seth creeps in, like, the the girl from the ring from the bottom of the bed and is like, we need to go. gotta go. And then we cut to Carter and Kirsten drinking wine. Um, Getting on. 
getting on very well. Yeah, having a lovely time. We find out that he's divorced, Mm -hmm. that he lost his last job or that he's been foisted on them because he had a bit of a breakdown during his divorce, uh, which caused his drinking to spiral out of control and he got kind of taken off his last project. Um, He points out that she's not wearing a ring. Um, Right. You do not need a ring to be in an emotional relationship with someone. Yes, correct. It it honestly kills me. And like the whole, I mean, it's probably lightly hypocritical because I adore my engagement ring. It's, it's, it's real nice. And I wear it a lot. But I don't wear it all the time. Like, I don't wear it all the time. I don't wear it when I'm in the house. I don't wear it when I'm going to the gym or when I'm running. I sometimes don't wear it if I'm going to meet my pal for coffee. It doesn't mean that I've had an argument. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean we're not engaged anymore. It literally just means that that ring is symbolic of a relationship, but it is not the relationship. Yeah. And the fact that it's like, oh, well, you're not wearing your ring means you must be in trouble. I'm like, no, BS. Well, like, the whole p- Men don't need to wear rings. The whole point of the ring is to show that you are property like that's the that is the whole thing and has been for years and years and years and years um but yeah i I mean yeah i I do agree with you but also it depends on your personal beliefs about what the ring symbolizes like so if we were to say that that is the case for everything then it doesn't make sense that kirsten takes off a ring but actually the the gesture of her taking off a ring is a symbolic gesture so yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, you don't have to. I, f- I mean, I guess the thing is, at the end of the day, it's the same as everyone. It's none of your fucking. It's none of your business. It is none of your business if <laughs> yeah, someone's not 100%. wearing a ring. Like, it's really not. But but yeah, the scene finishes with him being like, "I think I'm going to find Newport Living more interesting." See, now that you've said that, Cart, like, when I was surprised that Cart is going to be sticking about. Now that I'm reading my notes, I'm like, oh, okay, but it's quite clear he's probably going to be kicking about after that sentence. Mm. But then there's... I didn't see it when I was watching it, though. I didn't think that. We also... There was also a part where he said, um, you know, the the day I realised my wife didn't love me anymore was the day that she took her ring off yeah, and left her it by the sink, the sink or something or like something. that. Yeah. Um, which was interesting. Um, anyway, yes, so he fancies her that is made really quite clear. The fact that he's inquiring after her marital status or relationship status, the fact that he is saying that he is suddenly finding Newport Living a very interesting project indeed. We we obviously know that Carter's got a bit of a thing for Kirsten or is developing a bit of a thing for Kirsten. Um, Let's go back to the kids who have set up this ridiculous mannequin trap in the tent playing the valley, which they would 100% not have had time to do. We'd literally just seen Summer and (laughs) said, run away from the tent area. When did they make this trap? Yeah, no, that's... Yeah, it's... It's not real, Kerry. It's just no. one of those moments where you have to sit back and go, it's a TV show, it's fine. They Reality is not important. escape the mall um, and they go into the car. And I can't remember exactly what happens here, but I've written it's Seth already ruining this reunion between him and Summer. Yeah, so he like he says, oh, let's get an Italian. Um, you'd like an Italian or something like that. I Right, if you have a problem with somebody, just fucking talk to them Just about it, it. Yeah. don't make snidey little digs like that that is my biggest bug bear like biggest bug yeah. bear like especially in front of other people because then you're literally just dragging them into it as mm-hmm. well like i don't like that seth you're being gross and i don't like it yes um so lance wants 
$500,000 for the tape. <laughs> yeah, that's quite a lot of money. N- not I also to them, love though. the fact that he- no, but I love the fact that he's like, oh, I could get more for selling it on the internet. No, you not couldn't. Nowadays you can't, pal. No, you couldn't. Um, and then we get a little bit of the story that actually made me feel really sorry for Julie, or not sorry for her, but it made me really, like, I thought this was an interesting take, was that her mum was sick and her sister was pregnant and that and she needed the money and that's why she did yeah. it. I thought it was just a nice little reminder that Julie, Julie Weller, while she is, you know, a climber and while she is very much like a someone who is out to get as much as she can from any given situation like she did have a rough start and she did have a a difficult life in the start I find this really interesting because Lord knows the OC is not great at supporting sex workers Mm -hmm. and encouraging that you know that is a profession and you know a justified and real line of work that Sex work is there's always work. yeah there's always a lot of shame attached to this mm-hmm. and i find this really interesting because yes the setup for this is there is there is a lot of shame attached to this but the even the acknowledgement of outlining the reasons why she decided mm-hmm. to do it is almost like a glimmer of well, there are some really valid reasons why women do decide to go into that work. Mm-hmm. And obviously, some women go into it because it's what they fucking want to do. Mm-hmm. And that is entirely their prerogative. Yeah. But even just having that slight insight to be like, well, here are the reasons why she decided to do that was quite good. Because yeah. I feel in season one, they wouldn't have done that. Yeah, I feel like we've got some growth. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Seth and Summer come to the realisation that they cannot be more annoying than Ryan and Marissa. And this is what the catalyst is for them. To, to make up and make nice. Yeah. She lets yeah. him read the postcard. Um, Zach is the best. Zach is the best. I love Zach. He's so good. Mm-hmm. He's just so good. Say hi to Seth. It's like, see, oh, that line oh, when he's just like, I was like, he's such a good guy. And I think that's the thing. See where Summer is like, Zach, you're being insane. Like, um, no, Seth, you're being insane. Zach is your friend too. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to stop this. Like, this needs to stop now. I really hope this is it, like, nipped in the bud and this isn't going to be a recurring thing because I cannot be... I can't be arsed watching that and I also don't want Summer to have to go through that. Mm. But Seth is only anxious about Zach because he's worried that Zach is going to treat Summer the way that he treated Summer when he wasn't with her. Mm. And that's kind of the toxic cycle that is going on with Seth. Pinky promises, are you a fan? Yeah. I mean, I'm not because I'm a grown-ass woman, but sure, whatever. Oh, so you (laughs) asked that question just so you could shame me for liking Pinky promises. Okay, I see what happened there. Um, Sandy and Kirsten, he didn't find the ring in the sink no um and he's also broken the sink <laughs> um that sounds like me but he did get her the plastic one cute yeah. and she's like oh she makes this weird face i was like is she shocked like what is the expression here i think she is shocked i think that's what that is i think it's like uh it's done exactly what he wanted it's reminded her that he does love mm. her and he still feels the same way he did when he did it the first time. As we notice, when she goes, to, as soon as she walked towards that bedside table, I was like, she's known where those rings have been the whole time. Yeah. And this is what I'm saying about it being a symbolic thing. Like, she yeah. has taken those off on purpose. Um, yeah. But she puts them back on. 
she puts them back on. She puts to the show rings. that she is Sandy Cohen's property once more. <laughs> oh. Um, and then we go to Ryan and Marissa eating what looks like the worst burger I've ever seen. It looked so crap. I was like, surely the whole point of like even being in America in the first place is that you have like you can get nice food. Yeah. Especially like real burgers and stuff. It just looked trash. It looked so horrible. Um, but yeah, they, she makes the point that they've been apart longer than they've been together. They're basically yeah. strangers. So, who are you? Whoever you want me to be. I thought that was super cute. I thought it was really nice. And it did, like, don't get me wrong, I don't know, I've got real mixed feelings about Ryan and Marissa potentially being an item again, but I thought it was a really nice, like, here we go again moment. Mm. But that wasn't convoluted. Like, it was very uh, self-knowing. Is that what I'm trying to say? I don't know. I don't know. I'm I don't know what you're trying to say either. Um, nope. And then Seth and Summer witness it. Seth says, oh, the Fantastic Four are becoming fantastic again. And I've written, and I don't hate it. I was kind of here I've for them. Cute. Yeah, I was here I've written for cute. I've written cute and toes. I'm into it. I was here for them all being together again. It was a nice, nice end to a very enjoyable episode. It was the it relief, was an enjoyable episode. The, the relief that we needed, the tension relief at this point yeah. in the season. We've not had a fun episode in ages. Yeah. Like it has been pretty serious of late. Uh, what do I think is going to happen next? Alex is going to get in the bin, isn't she? Mm, yeah, she's Sad out of the picture, admitted, I think. But I think that's what's happening. Um, do I think Julie might just be honest with Caleb? Controversial. Mm. But I think she might just be like, Here's the shtick. Here's what happened. Yeah. Um, I'm now really concerned about Carter. I hadn't even thought about that. I've not written that down in my notes as what I think is going to happen next because it hadn't even crossed my little pea-headed mind. Mm. But now I'm worried about that. Thanks. You're welcome. What can I say except <laughs> you're welcome. Okay. Listener of the week. Na, 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 listener of the week. Na, 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 na. Our listener of the week this week is someone who we've actually spoken about before. So if you're a regular listener, you will be familiar with this. But the glorious Esther <gasps> from Vulva La Revolution. My gal. Um, left us a little review on Apple Podcasts, which is our current favourite thing to do. Between that and sliding into our DMs on Instagram, we are in two it she has very kindly said i love this podcast i find it so cozy and comforting just like the oc heather and kerry make me laugh and i love that they don't shy away from talking about things that are important issues around race gender and sexuality i think that's kind of us in a nutshell yeah, isn't it? It is. i love so this girl i feel like everyone in the world should go and follow her and she does these great like posts these stories that are like Here's a bunch of things that I saved this week, and I'm always like, "Yes!" When it's it comes very, up. she's very aesthetically pleasing yeah. with her choice of content. She um, is. But her podcast's also great. Yeah. Um, I'll put a link to it in our socials yes. again. Um, we appeared on one of her episodes, but there's loads, loads to choose from. So go and have a peruse, have a listen, lend her your ears. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks for your continued support, Esther. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Um. I'm going to go and watch Hocus Pocus. Oh, it's too early. It's not. No. It's never too early. It's never too early. Okay. I'm going to go back to work. Probably have another coffee. Okay, cool. Bye. Okay. <laughs>
Bye. Bye.